This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is episode 24, Finding True Inner Peace, part two. Just to reiterate uh, what we talked about last week, Philippians 4 uh, states, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So we talked about how anxiety is a normal thing uh, whenever you're going through trials or, or problems in your life, right? But we have to remember that God is in control and we will get through it. And the way to do that, to get that peace that passes all understanding, is to think on things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous things, things that you can be thankful for, to give praise for. That is what we have to put our minds on. Today we're going to talk about practical steps that you can actually take to feel at peace and to do those things. So number one, we have to choose to believe God's promises. If you don't believe that God is the God of peace, that God can give you this peace that passes all understanding, then what's the point? So we have to choose. We have to make that uh, conscious decision to accept that what God says is true and that we will get through this. We may not feel at peace even when we believe that promise. For instance, I was going through divorce back in 2007. You know, someone I'd been married to for seven years, I was deeply in love. And when that happened, when that separation happened, I went into deep depression. It was horrible. People in my life tried to tell me about the promises of God, right? And well, you need to focus on God and everything will be okay. And, you know, God cares about you, et cetera, et cetera, which I'm going to read you some of these verses here. But you have to understand that knowledge of that truth is not the only thing that brings peace. You still have to get through the trials, the tribulations, the the horrible consequences of whatever happened in your life. For example, uh, take this metaphor, you get in a car accident, your arm gets cut off, right? You're lying there, you're bleeding, someone puts a tourniquet on you and they tell you, hey, everything's going to be okay. I've got your arm here. We're going to reattach it. And the medic puts it on ice and and they're going to take you to the hospital and you're going to be fine, right? Well, guess what? It still hurts. Your arm just got cut off. doesn't matter if you have the knowledge that the medics will be able to fix it. It still hurts as you go through it. And you're going to have to take the time to go through therapy once they reattach your arm and learn how to use your muscles again and regrow all that stuff so that everything works properly. It's going to be a long, excruciating process. So the knowledge alone does not bring peace. 
But if you don't have the knowledge, so not only are you not at peace, but you have no hope. So it starts with believing God, have the knowledge first. God has a plan. Ultimately, it is good for us. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So do you love God? Well, then it will work together for good in the end. We already have peace with God. Romans 5, 1 says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So because we have a faith in Jesus Christ, he paid the penalty for our sins, then we are at peace with God. The problem here is the world and the circumstances that we're going through. Know that God has already overcome the world and all of its problems. So even when you're alone, even when you're at your worst, we can have peace through Christ. John 16 verse 31 through 33 says, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that you shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus Christ is there with you in the worst of times, and he has already overcome the world. So through him, you can have peace. So that knowledge, believing the promises of God, should then lead you to the second thing that you need to keep your eyes on Jesus to find that peace. You focus on the problem only and don't call to mind Jesus and his promises. Then you won't have that hope. So again, it goes back to the Philippians 4 verse uh, 8. What are you thinking on? If you focus on the negative, the scary situation in your life, the problems, the lack of money, the relationships that are torn or whatever it is, if that's the only thing you think about 24-7 is, oh my goodness, this is so bad, then you're going to have more problems. Depression is going to set in and will overwhelm you. Remember that God's promises will happen. He promises peace. And if you follow him and do what he says, joy will come eventually. So have that hope. Many of us know the story of Peter walking on water. He was perfectly fine until he took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at the storm and began to doubt. Then he sank into the water. Matthew 14 verse 30 tells the end of that. It says, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, why did you doubt? As soon as we turn back to Jesus, he will save us. He can save us. And he can give us that hope that eventually we will get through this with him. The storm was still going on. They had to walk back to the boat on the water with the storm raging around them. But Jesus was with him this time. And he was able to do it. It didn't make the storm any less. It didn't mean that Peter no longer was wet. It didn't mean that he was no longer cold. It didn't mean that he no longer heard the howling of the wind and the crashing thunder and saw the lightning and everything else that accompanies the storm on the, on the sea there. 
he still experienced all of those things, but Jesus was next to him and led him to the boat. Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Keep in mind that we are required, we are told by God, to have the fruit of the Spirit, right? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. That should help you to keep your eyes on Jesus, to, to think of those things, to realize that he will help you through it. Think of Peter walking on water and then sinking and then calling out to Jesus and walking with him back to the boat. Think of the fruits of the Spirit and focus on those things. Now, one of the easiest things to do, but people a lot of times fail to do this, is pray to find peace. Don't use prayer as a last resort. Don't adopt the mentality that if everything else fails, then I'll pray. No, you should pray when you first get in a situation. Ask God for help. Ask God to give you peace. Are, are you so caught up in the emotions or the problems that you can't form a prayer? That's okay. Just say, Jesus, help me. Keep in mind that having consistency, having a prayer life during good times actually will help prepare you for these stressful situations. Let's look at a couple of verses on this about prayer. Matthew 6, 7, and 8 says, But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. God knows what you need. So all you have to do is cry out to him like Peter did. God, help me, please, if you don't know what to say. James 5.16, this is one of my life verses. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Two points on that. Prayer works if you're a righteous man. So we'll get into that another day. What makes you righteous? Well, it's actually the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not your works. So strive to do good works and to do the right thing so that you can be right with God. But know that even when you mess up, you are declared righteous if you have faith in Jesus Christ. If you have a fervent prayer, it is effectual. It will avail much. God will work in your life and in your situation. In order to find that peace of God, which passes all understanding, you actually have to take action. It is not just God doing everything for you. You need to learn from your problems. You have to have wisdom and understanding. And to gain understanding, you need to learn and then develop wisdom with the knowledge that you got. And that will bring peace. Proverbs 3.11 says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be wary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious, understanding and wisdom, is more precious than rubies. And all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. 
Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Get wisdom. That means you need to understand what caused your problem, what caused whatever trial or tribulation that you are going through. Sometimes it's because you did something wrong and God is disciplining you and there are consequences to what you did. It's okay. The only reason God is doing that is holding you accountable for what has happened or what you've done is because he loves you. Acknowledge that, ask forgiveness for your sin and learn from it. Deal with the consequences and move on. Be wise. Don't let it happen again. And that's just if it's something that you've done wrong. If it's something that has just happened to you and, and you are innocent in that situation, you know, a car accident or whatever, then you can learn from that, get understanding, figure out what you need to do. And this leads into the next step, which is make a decision. So when you have knowledge, then you use that knowledge wisely and you can get peace in your life because of that. So based on what you have learned by studying your situation and based on God's word, whether you're going to do the right thing or the wrong thing in response to it, then you give up your decision to God. You do it and move on. Be ready to accept the consequences of that decision and then don't worry about it. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It's very important not only to make a decision, a wise one, but cast your cares on God. Don't worry about it after you make it. Remember that you're not alone. The same afflictions that have been accomplished in your brethren in the world are now happening to you. It has happened to other Christians and God has seen them through it. Remember that you will still suffer. There is consequences and reality. After you have suffered a while, Christ Jesus will establish you, strengthen you, and settle you, bring you that peace, and get you through it. In order to take action, we learn from our problems, we make a decision, and then you have to discipline yourself to follow through with things. So that means sometimes you have to force yourself to get up and go to work, do your laundry, take a shower, do the things that need done because they need done. Proverbs 25, 28 says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Back in the day, cities were protected by a wall around it. If that wall is broken down, any roving band of warriors could come in, rape, pillage, and murder, and there was nothing you could do. If you do not have self-control or discipline yourself to do what needs to be done, then you're like an open city that can just be destroyed. 1 Corinthians 9.25 says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beats the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, 
lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, that's the King James Version. English Standard Version changes the wording a little bit. It says, every athlete exercises self-control in all things for a perishable crown. But we, in verse 27, are to discipline our body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. The Bible does teach self-control, exercise, consistency, discipline, controlling yourself, your actions. So you need to do that in order to get through whatever trial you're going through so that you can be at peace in the end. Some of the ways that you can practically do that would be to change your scenery. Whenever you're in that situation, maybe you just need to walk out of your house, walk around the block once, go on the back porch, get a change of scenery so you can remove yourself from whatever the situation was and try and breathe fresh air and change your mindset. Maybe go for a drive somewhere peaceful. Another thing that my wife had brought up to me is maybe you just find someone else to serve or to help. Um, go pull weeds at your church. Take a half hour. Why not? Focus on something else that is actually useful as opposed to worrying about your situation. Another thing you can do as far as discipline goes is to read the Bible. If uh, you're, you're just starting out, and you don't know what to read, read the book of Proverbs. There's 31 chapters. There's 31 days in a month in every other month, right? So whatever date the day is, like today is the 16th, I can actually pick up Proverbs, read Proverbs 16, and it's a simple way to get me in the Bible to discipline myself to focus on God instead of the situation I'm in. And sometimes you'd be surprised you will find something in there that directly applies to your situation. You may not be able to do that. Maybe you're at work or maybe you're working out or maybe you're driving. So put on some wholesome music, maybe something motivating or calming to help you out in that situation. So in conclusion, to find the peace of God that passes all understanding, choose to believe God's promises. You will get through it and you will be better for it. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Pray and actually take action. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus Christ talking. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. We can hope in our future here on earth, and we can hope in our future in heaven, and we can have joy in that, even in the bad times. And then God will bring us peace because we have believed him. Feel free to email me at angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com, and I will definitely personally respond to you. Until next time, God bless you.